The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's, I guess, a Wisdom Wednesday, but we're recording it on a Tuesday night. You know why? Because today was a transaction Tuesday. Quote, unquote, final cuts in the National Football League. So why not bring on the transaction man himself, the host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt, Tuesday night, the first podcast that'll be out, getting all the reaction to all the moves that took place today. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. You should be checking me out on social media because I'm actually going to give away our first free Madden code tonight. So make sure you are all over that at Ross Tucker NFL and at Ross Tucker pod. We will of course have a spread the word winner via social media, a sponsor confirmation email winner, and then the YouTube shout out winner. Like we do every single week on Thursday morning show with the civilian goat, Greg Cosell, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL shout out by the way, to the newest Tuckhead on our private Slack channel. That is Spike, patreon.com slash RT Media. Spike wants the even money best bets, of which we had several today as we went through our season win total bets. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Every once in a while, there's a day that's so important and a topic that's so interesting that we have to have it on both shows. We have to have it on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We have to have it on the Business of Sports, which is hosted by my guy, Andrew Brandt, who you know all over on social media, at Andrew Brandt. Of course, Villanova Law School, the former agent, the former lawyer, I guess still lawyer, I don't even know, the former executive, which is what we ask him about the most, although his agent side always comes up absolutely love the content that he puts out whether it's the business of sports or the sunday seven newsletter which i read every single sunday without fail andrew had to do this i mean if i was going to ask you to come on my show 
on a Tuesday night because I wanted to break everything down that happened today. Might as well pop it on the business of sports as well. Yeah, good to be with you, Ross. It's been a while. And you know what? It's it's back at you because this is the business of sports podcast as well. And no better person to talk about cut down day that someone's been through it from a live standpoint, not just me as an executive, but you as a player. And we can kind of compare notes on what's happened. And there's also all this other stuff to talk about. I don't know if it's on your list, but certainly Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Areza, all kinds of things going on in the NFL at the busiest time before the games start next week. You know, it's interesting, Andrew. I tweeted this today at Ross Tucker NFL. Final cutdown day represents for sure one of the top five days of my life. And one of the top five worst days of my life. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I'm 43, I, 43 and a half. And out of all those days, one of the top five, and I'm, it's probably like top two or three. Uh, it's probably, well, after my two kids and my wife, probably fourth. <laughs> and then um, certainly one of the worst days as well. A top, top three or four worst day as well. But you did mention the Garoppolo news which I think is the most significant because probably the most surprising, Andrew, break down exactly what they did and what you think of it. Yeah, Ross, this has been kind of sitting there all offseason. We've seen so many quarterback moves, a lot of them early, right, with Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. And then we saw Drew Locke traded. And then we saw Baker Mayfield traded. But nothing happened with Garoppolo. And I think that's the story here, where the 49ers had him on the market basically since last playoffs. You know, he's basically been on the market since January. And now we're seven months in and no offers. I mean, what, the, what happened, we'll talk about the money in a second, but it really tells me there was zero trade market for Jimmy Garoppolo about that. Guy that led him to the Super Bowl, led him to championship games, was at the helm, maybe would have gone to the Super Bowl last year, but for an interception that got dropped. No offers. Now, we can talk about the uh, the injury, but it just seems odd. Because without any offers, guess what? He, with his hat in hand, he's back. And I guess what I want to say, Ross, is as of two days ago, he was supposed to make $24 million. It just shows you, as you know so well, the folly of these contracts where now he's making six and a half million dollars, about 26% of that. And he's their backup, I guess, but I never expected him to stay on the 49ers, but probably they didn't either. They didn't, they couldn't find anyone. I, I don't even think to give a low round pick. So it's just odd that he's back, but he's back and uh, he's the backup. And it sounds like, you know, He's, you know, the guy they didn't want all offseason. They'll want him. He's their guy again, just like old times. You know, there's a lot here, Andrew. The first yeah. thing I would say is I'm sure there was some trade interest in him, but nobody wanted to pay him $24 million. Sure. I mean, one of the first things I guess I think about, Andrew, is we've gotten to this point where there's like no middle ground. You're either making 40 plus million a year as the franchise quarterback, 
or like you're on a rookie contract or you're a backup and six and a half is a high number for a backup. It It is wild that it feels like there's like a $35 million chasm between yeah. being, you know, declared the guy and not being the guy. Yeah. You know, he was supposed to make $24 million with the 49ers or any other team. And I said this today earlier, his chances of making $24 million for the 49ers and any other team were the same as you and I making $24 million for the 49ers and any other team. It just wasn't going to happen. And you're right. When you look at trades these days, there's two parts. There's the talent part and there's the money part. And that's why players become so much more valuable on long-term deals, especially what you can say contract-friendly long-term deals. Yeah, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo's money held that up, but he's not an idiot. And Don Yee, they knew they were going to have to take a major haircut financially to play this year. I'm kind of thinking, Ross, like who would have been the suitor? I guess people talk about Seattle, but what are they going to do with Drew Locke, who they just, and they're starting Geno Smith. I mean, seems to me the musical chairs ran out for Jimmy G and maybe Seattle was the only option left and they decided to go with what they had. So I'm a little surprised that he didn't sort of say to the Niners, then cut me. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, they weren't going to have him on the week one roster and guarantee the 24 and a half. They were going to have to cut him. And then he would have gotten his pick of the teams. I have to imagine that Don Yee assessed the market and realized no one was going to give him that money right now. No one really wanted him right now. This way, he'll get six and a half million guaranteed. If the Niners have an injury or Lance plays poorly, he has a chance to come in. There's no franchise tag. There's nothing for after this season. He'll be completely free. And or he has a, a no trade clause, meaning he doesn't have to go to some bad team if he doesn't want to. The Niners, I know what the Niners get out of it. They get a heck of a backup quarterback for not that much money who might end up starting, and they still have Jimmy G to trade if another team has an injury. I guess Jimmy G wanted to lock that money in and um, you know, be able to go somewhere else during the season if there's an injury, but I don't know. I'm a little surprised. They, they must have realized nobody was going to give it to him, Andrew. Or, you know, there's the other part that they played Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy all these weeks, and they said, we don't like that. So I don't know. I mean, listen, what we're obviously not talking about here is Trey Lance. They This was preordained a year and a half ago, right? They traded two, essentially three number one picks to take Trey Lance. He was the future. He's been the future. He's been the franchise for a long time. It's just that took a year, a la Pat Mahomes, someone that just sort of sat a year, and now he's ready. It's his team. You do wonder a little bit about the psyche still having Garoppolo there. But I think what's going on with Kyle Shanahan and these two quarterbacks is it's been over and over said that that Trey's the guy. And hopefully Jimmy G works with it. But what's interesting, Ross, is everything you read about this, he's not even been practicing Jimmy G. 
Like he's been off in some other field. He goes home before they're done practicing. So it's like, it's a marriage of convenience. They're kind of staying together. I think they're waiting for the next quarterback injury to try to leverage that situation for a trade. Something by the trade deadline. Of course, he won't be there next year. It's just kind of, okay, we're coexisting for these few months. Yeah, that all sounds good. Right. Until Trey Lance plays bad the first couple games. And Niners fans say, uh-oh, we got to put Jimmy back in. It's a very, very, very interesting situation. I want to move on to some of the other things. Andrew, there's a bunch of trades. I mean, there was a bunch of trades. Most of them are of little consequence. It's late round pick swaps. It's conditional sevenths of which I am the charter founding member of the conditional seventh club. Although I, I'm feeling better about myself, Andrew. I was traded for conditional seventh the very next year. Some of these guys now get traded for oh, conditional yeah. seventh in 2024 and 2025. So I, I, I can no longer claim that I got traded for the littlest amount of things you can get traded for because you can actually trade a conditional seventh in further uh, away years. Uh, but that's most of the trades right now. I guess the big one that isn't quite like that is the, the Saints and the Eagles with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. That was the biggest name trade so far today, I guess. Your thoughts on trades this time of year? Yeah, there are trades of players that aren't going to make the team, try to get something for them. We saw some trades in the past couple of weeks with players that weren't going to make teams. The Eagles, again, with the Seahawks, and Seahawks trading a cornerback for J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who didn't make the Seahawks. But we have those kind of trades. And then just trying to figure out compensation for churn players at the bottom of the roster. Like you said, conditional sevens, I think you can go out three years or two years plus. So that would mean the 2025, like you said, seventh would be the last pick you could put in a trade, a conditional. So yeah, it's really just trying to get some churn on your roster. And I think trades are fun at the, at the, at the trade deadline, because then you can figure out, okay, you can walk back into your room as a GM in front office and say, I got something, right? I got something for a guy that we were going to put on the waiver wire. I got something. It's amazing how satisfying that feeling is for so many GMs. And speaking of GMs, our old friend in Philly, Howie Roseman, he did it again where he got a quality starting safety and or corner in Gardner Johnson for scraps for a fifth rounder and a sixth rounder and getting back a seventh rounder. You know, <laughs> I've said this before, Ross, a lot of GMs come from scouting background and that's great, but here's a GM that comes from my background, just negotiating and figuring out angles and figuring out ways to, to win a deal. And he has won a deal once again to get a quality player that will probably start for the Eagles for scraps, scraps. And he did a trade with the saints during the uh, draft weekend. That seemed like a, very favorable trade for the Eagles, getting another first-round pick next year. And here we are again. And it uh, looks like how he found his mark with the Saints in the past three months. Andrew, when you were with the Packers, 
what was your involvement in today? What was your involvement in final cuts? Well, leading up to it, I would go over scenarios like if we lose this guy, this would be guaranteed money. This would be better cap wise, this player over that player. And that's no secret. You know, younger players are cheaper. Talk about uh, tough roster decisions weighing in from the cap point of view with dead money, with guaranteed money, with leftover charges that we're going to have on our cap. Those kind of things. But this starts with me, Ross, in my in my old role. It would start on draft day because let's face it, if you're in the first four rounds, now some would say first three rounds, you pretty much made the team. So I would start asking these questions like, who are we pushing out? What veterans going to be off the roster because of this pick? How much are we going to have to pay them? Where's our scenario going with depth chart based on the draft? So this is a process that began in April and ends on, on cut down day. And then, Ross, I would be in the, what's the word, like the rotation of the goodbyes, right? So in my day, it would be Reggie McKenzie or John Schneider or John Dorsey from our office at the Packers, where they come, bring their playbook, they're told they're not staying, they're going to be released. It's a tough moment. And then the goodbyes to the coaches and then on the way out would be my office, and I'll tell you this, and I wrote, I wrote this the other day on Twitter. You learn a lot about guys in the exit. You know, some would have their fist balled up, can't believe it, cursing out. I can't believe they kept that guy over me. He stinks, whatever. And some would be incredibly professional and respectful. Thank you for the opportunity. This place was great. I, I will cherish these past three months, blah, blah, blah. And that made a difference. We talked about that. We brought players back that handled themselves that way over ones that didn't. So maybe players need to hear this because it does make a difference how you leave, even if you're told you're not good enough. Um, that's interesting. I, I, I handled it uh, differently depending on the situations. Um, how a couple times... I was shocked, uh, legitimately shocked, and um, I guess responded as as such. Other times I knew it was coming and handled it much, much better. <laughs> um, so when you were shocked, how did you handle it? Uh, well, in Dallas, they cut me like in May after a mini camp, which wow. is, is a weird time to cut somebody. So... I said to the guy, are you kidding? His name is Bruce. He was like the, the guy in Dallas that would cut people. I'm like, are you kidding? He's like, no. And what's crazy is he came and sat next to me, Andrew, in the locker room. Like, everybody's leaving. It's the last day of minicamp or OTAs. Everybody's leaving. And he taps my shoulder and says, Ross, uh, I just wanted to let you know we're, we're going to be letting you go. And I was like, Bruce, that's not even funny. Oh. He's like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Because I had started seven games the year before, Andrew, and played well. So I, I thought, you know, I knew I was going to be battling, but I thought training camp, you know, helmet, shoulder pads on, like yeah. show what I can do. So I went to find Parcells. He was talking with Deion Sanders. I said, <laughs> can I talk to you? And he said, 
Yeah, I said to Dion, hey, I, I, I got to talk to him. I was like, you're cutting me after minicamp? And he's like, well, here's the deal with this. Like, you know, we're blah, blah, blah. I can't remember. I was just like, we didn't even have helmet and shoulder pads on. Very satisfying, by the way. After I got claimed on waivers by Buffalo and made the USA Today all Joe team that year in 03, yeah. he admitted to my agent that he made a mistake. <laughs> um, and then, man, when, when Cleveland traded for me, started the last three preseason games, and then they cut me. I, I saw I, – I didn't even – I mean, I slept in. I looked at my phone. I had a missed call from the Cleveland number. I, I couldn't oh. believe it. And uh, I went flying in there. And I think I talked to Romeo Cronell first. And he had, like, nothing to do with it as the head coach. It was Phil Savage, a GM. And I was like, wait a minute. Who are you, who are you keeping? Oh. And I think, well, right now we got – Lenny Friedman, and we have, I think his name is Rob Smith, an undrafted free agent. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I, I, like, it, it, Andrew, it was like, I was like, you are not keeping uh, uh, Rob Smith over me. This Like, just tell me the truth. Well, it turns out later on that day, they traded for Hank Fraley, oh. which I think made me feel a little bit better, Andrew. But <laughs> at the time, first of all, I was shocked I was being cut. Secondly, I knew they were lying. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was the part that really bothered me. I was like, you know, they were like, well, you know, right now we got Lenny and we got Rob. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not keeping that kid over me. Shut up. Like, this is ridiculous. And I was very frustrated because they traded for me. Conditional seventh. Yeah. I played fine. I didn't play at a Pro Bowl level, Andrew. I wasn't a Pro Bowl player. I played fine. And yet... Um, they cut me. I'm like, well, how are you going to trade for somebody? And I came and did exactly what you thought I would do. And then you still cut me. Why did you trade for me in the first place? But I only had four starts at center. Hank Fraley had like 40. And then as the backup, my salary would have been fully guaranteed on the opening day roster. Lenny Freeman had already claimed termination pay and Uh wouldn't be. So it all makes sense eventually but in the moment, um, man, not good. Not because good at all. Teams, teams, and I've been there on the team side, they never have a satisfactory answer, right? So you're just not going to get that. Because sometimes the satisfactory answer is, you know, in those meetings behind closed doors, it's some coach or scout that just doesn't like you. Not personally, but as a player. No, but – if they had just said, Andrew, we're trading for Hank Fraley, yeah. that would have been fine. And honestly, the Cowboys' answer was satisfactory. They just didn't think I was good. <laughs> and I thought it was stupid that they decided that early that I wasn't good. But that was at least – like they, they at least were telling me, we don't think you're good. Yeah. And by the way, the funny thing about that, Andrew, one of the best things that ever happened to me, the Cowboys cutting me then, went on waivers – Got a full training camp with Buffalo. Had the best three-year stint of my career. If the Cowboys keep me till the end of training camp and then cut me, I'm in a much different situation. So them cutting me in May ended up being a blessing, a real blessing. Yeah. You know, you are a blessing. Oh, go ahead. You know, what's interesting is the, and you know this, I just, this is the day, right? But it's not over, as you know so well. Players are going to get claimed tomorrow, and then more players are going to get cut. 
And I experienced this with my client, Matt Hasselbeck. When he got drafted by the Packers, he made it, right? He made it. He was third string quarterback behind Brett and Doug Peterson. And we celebrated. Like, this was a huge deal. Six round pick. No one came to, he wasn't invited to the combine. He made it. But lo and behold, waivers come out. A guy from the Bears named Rick Myrer got cut. And Mike Holmgren always loved Rick Myrer. So in comes Rick Myrer and Matt Hasselbeck is released. And there began his career on the practice squad of the Packers. And then, you know, 19 years later. But uh, I learned firsthand before I was with the Packers, I was an agent for Matt with the Packers. And man, that was tough. Like, Rick Meyer, are you kidding me? He's... <laughs> and so we laugh about that, including Rick, you know. That's awesome. You're awesome, Andrew. This was exactly what I was looking for. Check him out on social media, at Andrew Brandt. Listen, if you're watching or listening, if you're listening to the Business of Sports podcast, check out my other shows, Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It'll be daily next week. We got the Even Money Podcast for betting, Fantasy Feast for Fantasy, College Draft for college football and college football betting and prospects. And if you're on the Ross Tucker football podcast right now, you need to be subscribing to Andrew. He's been crushing it. Nobody else has the content he delivers. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Ross. Glad we could do this. And thank you, AG1. I started taking athletic greens because people like Andrew Brandt said it was amazing. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach because it helps with gut health. It's less than $3 a day. And everybody I know that's really healthy, like Andrew and my buddy, they all take it. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get back to the uh, Jimmy G deal. The Niners rework his deal, gives him $6.5 million guaranteed with some upside. It's great for the Niners, Bri. Great for the Niners, unless it Trey Lance chokes with Jimmy uh, G behind him. But if he does, then it's probably not the right guy. And and I'm sure with Don Yee as his agent, that Jimmy did enough, put enough feelers out there to realize this is what's best for him right now until somebody has an injury anyway. Takes. Dolphins signed defensive end Trey Flowers. I think that might be the most notable signing of the last couple of days. 
Trey just waited till camp was over, waited till preseason games are over, waited till final cuts. Yeah, I'll sign now. Season's about to be here. Salary guaranteed. All right, I'm ready. Ducks takes. A uh, ton of trades. Uh, Eagles trading a fifth and a sixth round pick for Saints, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and a seventh round pick. Jags trade wide receiver LaVisca Chenault to the Panthers. Panthers trade for Dennis Daly and a seventh round uh, to the Titans for a fifth. Uh, Ross Blaylock, Trayvon Mullen, Malik Reed, Jesse Davis, others involved in trades. Yeah, Andrew already kind of talked to him about him. The only one that needs to be mentioned is the Eagles trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I, I don't understand the Saints. I'm not even making this about the Eagles. Andrew talked about the Eagles. The Saints. Okay. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to get a lot of money next offseason. Okay? I saw where one of the beat writers for the Saints said, well, he uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, they were $4 million apart per year. They got other big contracts coming. They're cash strapped. They wanted to get something for him now while they can. Are they familiar with compensatory picks? Because he probably would be at least a fourth round compensatory pick, which is more than they actually got. So they could have him play for them this year and get more in return, which might be, by the way, exactly what the Philadelphia Eagles end up doing. Maybe they'll give him an extension. I don't know. The other thing is every move, Bri, for the Saints – this year, Jarvis Landry, Tyron Matthew, trading up in the draft, has been for to win now. But yet, they they trade Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for a fifth and a sixth? I don't understand at all. Ducks takes. A uh, bunch of notable cuts. Uh, just a few to name off. Jaquiski Tart, Anthony Harris, Rudy Ford. Brett Kern, Sam Martin, Mohamed Sanu, Sony Michelle, Duke Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Josh Gordon, Tevin Coleman, Kellen Mond, Marlon Mack, Alex Leatherwood, amongst others. A lot of well-known guys in there, Bri. I mean, the ones that jump out to me the most, Kellen Mond was a third-round quarterback pick last year. Alex Leatherwood, Bri, was a first-round pick of the Raiders last year. They still owe him like $10 million guaranteed, I think, last year. That is wild. I mean, really wild. You don't see a lot of these moves very often. Wow. And Anthony Harris, my guess is he'd still be in Philadelphia if they weren't able to trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, which is amazing. Almost as amazing as all of you. We love all of our listeners. Remember to check out at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter and Instagram because we've got some free Madden codes coming, but you got to retweet, you got to like, and you got to reply. I love myfrontpagestory.com, Evergreen Economics, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and of course, Pizza Boy Brewing. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.